Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 114 of Season 3 of Movie Round Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick, Die one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Mark Hoffmeyer of the Deep Blue Sea Pod, Movies, Films, and Flicks, and the Con Air Pod. Welcome back, Mark. To celebrate this episode, I built a time machine, and I went all the way back to middle school to record this episode so i just want to give you a heads up were you so back in, all the way back. back in second hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah i went all the way back that's how pl- i'm very i'm short now i'm shorter than i was i have a bowl cut i'm wearing a star wars t-shirt there's no internet so you you know i brought a hot spot with me i might you know no one knows what it is i'm gonna bet i'm gonna do some biff betting i'm gonna win some millions of dollars things might change actually this episode might change the trajectory of the world Ooh. because of me going like i'm gonna sound of thunder everything <laughs> you just uh flap flap those wings of the butterfly yeah see, that's how, right. see what you can change <laughs> so, i'm gonna butterfly effect everybody that's right <laughs> so i'm gonna about time people there you go <laughs> minute 114 begins with hans uh stating that he's actually changing his uh his profession and ends with the Hueys making their final approach. So yesterday we, we ended the minute with uh, Hans uh, responding to Holly and saying, I'm an exceptional thief, Mrs. McLean. Now we get the rest of that dialogue where he says, and since I'm moving up to kidnapping, you should be more polite. So I, I like the fact that Hans has this quick wit about him. You know, um, I mean, you can clearly see that he's pissed off. You know, and, yeah. and Holly is finally the one who's able to piss him off here. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, it makes you wonder why is he pissed off? Is he pissed off because, you know, had he figured out that, that John was Holly's husband, you know, hours ago, things would have gone very differently? You know, is he angry at himself that it took him this long to put two and two together? I think so. And also, too, I mean, it's a rock meeting a rock. I, I bet you that Hans can bulldoze most people. He really can. Intellectually, he's probably great at racquetball, too. He could beat anybody in that. Pickleball, he could destroy people. But it's, it's you know, pound for pound, he can he can take people out in conversations. He's so much smarter. But against Holly, who has had to deal with John for years, who's another smart, smart Alec, she's just going to keep giving it back to him, and he can't intimidate her. And like it or not, this is a man who you can tell enjoys his power. He loves his power. So not only did he miss it, but Holly is just giving him what for. So it's got to be annoying for a self-proclaimed excellent thief who prides himself on being ahead of everybody and smarter than everyone. And then you just have a, a woman who tricked you and is just sassing you left and right. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna lose your temper. Uh, you, you know that's typical. Like you, he can't control her, and I think he's used to controlling situations and things are looking a little sideways. So yeah, he's he's starting to lose his cool, which is a great right. aspect of the character. Right. I think I think part of it has to do with the fact that he can see that 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 Holly's blouse is just open too much. You know, and <laughs> and, and that really is bugging him. You know. I you know, I, I we were talking about I've been watching this movie and I'm not trying to be gross, but I've been watching this movie since uh, for a long time and this like this is the first time that I've noticed just how open that shirt is. Like yeah, the, that's I've, what minute by minute here. does. This is uh, this is not something that I would have noticed beforehand. Yeah, and I'm just going like, wait, wait a second, what? 
Um, but that, I think that's the only time in the movie. And she's super right. glory lit in this shot too. And her hair is still great. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very interesting shot to say the least. I don't know why they have it at this moment, but it's something I only would have noticed on a minute by minute watch. Cause you just stare at the screen for all it's worth. But yeah, they, sure. like she's kind of, this is like bombshell Holly right now, the way she's lit. It's, <laughs> well, maybe they're, you know, she's, she's becoming more tough. She's, she's giving it back to him. So maybe they want to make her look awesome. If that makes sense. They're giving her right. more power. And, you know, in this scene, too, they they show him on his hands and knees looking weak, and then they have him crawling around like a maniac looking sweaty, uh, kind of losing his cool. So it's like a power reversal. So maybe that's the way they costume them in the, in the, the thing to get us thinking like that, like a, yeah. you know, I don't know, subconscious level. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Never thought about it. Never thought about it that way. But, yeah, but it makes sense. It's just no, popped I, up. I, yeah. No, no. I, I, I think you're right there. I think they, they do a good job of that also. You know, changing changing the the who who's who's in charge here? Who's in who has the power? Hey, we yeah. did it. We did it, Mr. Yeah. Rob. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, we, we switch back to the fight between John and, and Carl that we've been talking about all week. And you know, we, we we see John like moving backwards as Carl does a flying drop kick. I mean this is this is like a crouching tiger a hidden dragon type of uh, kick. You know the yeah, fact that he's he's up in the air for 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 much longer than than one would expect. You know the way he a does karate it. chop, and then he does it. This is the drop kick, and then John like falls onto the stairwell, which which probably must have hurt. You know, especially given the fact that he's just been shot in the arm. You know? Yeah. Wait, can you see and, it in the scene? And, Do you see the? You don't see the yes, blood really see, on him. On you the see scene. the blood. You can see the blood on the on his right hand side. Oh. Oh, yeah. But the blood that we saw yesterday on the left-hand side is not there. Whoa. I have it on a perfect freeze frame where, like, his boot. At what second? One at second. Uh, six. Six. Like, right now, Carl's boot is whacking McLean's stuntman right in the head. Yeah. Look at that. And by the ear. He hits him in the ear. Yeah, right in the ear. That could really yeah. knock you off. That I mean, you could knock you off center. But I don't know why he follows it up with a karate chop. I'm just let's just put that out there. Uh, because Ready the stunt coordinator seconds. told him to do that. You know, yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, John does does a good job of blocking that. Also, mm -hmm. and remember yeah, what I talked about. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Sorry. No, go ahead. Remember what I talked about closing the distance. This staircase mm -hmm. is perfect for McLean because it closes the distance. He can't yes. get kicked in the head. So, like, once right. he gets him in this headlock, that's what McLean wants. He wants to make it street and yeah. dirty. So right. once I mean, I love how he headbutts him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you know, what's interesting. Carl probably wouldn't do that. Carl might not nutshot John McClane, but John McClane would do anything. So once you get, like, he's a honey badger right now. He wants to save his wife and these people. So yeah, just getting him in that close contact using Chekhov's chain. Ah, oh, it's wonderful. What a fight. What a staircase fight. I also pulled some fun. Uh, oh, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll go through the chapter. Then I'll talk about some staircase fights that I love. All right, great. So you know he headbutts him, and then he gets him in a chokehold, and, and then John starts like dragging him up the stairs as they're talking, and he's getting in punches as 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 he's uh, moving up, and then he screams at him, "I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna cook you, and I'm gonna eat you," which makes no sense, but whatever. That sounds like something people would say during a fight. Like Maybe. I, I once that told somebody, like John McClane would say in a fight. I, yeah. I once told somebody I'd drop him like third period French, which is a quote from Ocean's Eleven. Uh -huh. Okay. Which is a really weird quote to say during a fight. 
but I yelled it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I love Carl's reaction. What does he do? He pulls John's hair. Yeah. You know. He's becoming street. <laughs> right. And John John's like punching him in the face as they're moving up and stuff like that. You know, they're they're and I, I just love the way that, that they move up the staircase. You know, and, and if you don't expect it, you won't see what's gonna happen coming up. You know, and then you see John like leaning back and, and Carl seems to be getting the upper hand and then John you know, takes his hand back and pulls the the chain that's hanging behind him and just takes it and, and quickly just wraps it around Carl's neck, like really quickly, you know, and, uh, you know, he does it very smoothly the way that he does it. Efficient. You know, and he, he even wraps it, I think he wraps it around his neck three times. I mean, you gotta do it. So, yeah. Ah. And then I, I love the way that he then punches Carl, you know, after he does that. And, and then, you know, John slides down the banister, <laughs> oh, man. and by holding the chain, and then Carl's you know legs are like fla- flapping in the wind as he goes there. You know, you should put a uh, mic cover on there because <laughs> of all the wind that that he's causing there. And then he like slams into the wall as he he's he's going there. Oh. Now, for me, I I, I saw this and I, I've seen this movie. So many times, but I never, I never made the connection until I watching it today when I was doing my research for this. That it looks like it's actually a zip line. You know the way that 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 they're doing this. Let me let me look. You know, yeah, let me check. So he lines them up. I guess this is how they bring stuff up, right? With those chains. That's what that, that yeah. the hoist things up. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the hoist things up. So it's like so it's like a zip line type of thing. So Mark, what do you know about zip lines? Uh, you know, I've never zip lined in my life. I've never uh, up. I live in Georgia. I live near the mountains of, you know, close to the mountains. And there's a lot of zip lining close to, you know, where I can go. But I don't know. It's we just zip. You just zip down things. I don't know. It's never I've never been sold on a zip line. OK, that's fair. That's fair. I've, I've never done dangerous zip lines. I've done like, you know, small little ones you know, with, for kids and stuff like that, you know, with my kids. Mm-hmm. But I've never done any like really dangerous ones. Now, do you know any other names for a zipline? No. Oh, what other names for zipline? It, it could be called a zip wire, a flying fox, or a death slide. A death slide? <laughs> I would go. To... Hey, let's go do something fun today. Let's go do a death slide. Oh, man. I <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of had a phobia about it because in Georgia there was someone who was zip lining and they got their leg cut and they caught like a really crazy skin eating bacteria. Ooh. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been like, I don't know if I want a zip line. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't, I don't know. Okay. Well, people people have been using uh, aerial cables for for over thousands of years. You know, in China and India and Japan, and you know, in remote areas. You know, even even recently, in in, in within the last decade, there are places that still use aerial cables and ropeways to to transport transport things. And stuff like that, but when when do you think the idea of making it a form of entertainment started? How how far back would you go? All right, so I think now again, this is the first recorded use of it, so I can't really you know take take credit for this being fact. It's what I you know it's what I found. So hopefully it's true. It's got to be someone, an explorer, went to a country, saw the system, saw people doing it. And then they kind of had a test down it and they're like, yeah, like this is great. And then they came back to their country 
and then they, you know, I, I would say 1837. <laughs> well, okay, you're 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 a century off, but you're really close because it's 1739. Hey, so so you got the the you got the 30s right. Yeah. Okay. So so in 1739 there was a a man named Robert Cadman who was a steeplejack and a rope slider who ended up dying when he was descending from uh, St. Mary's Church uh, via, you know, a zip line, and the rope snapped, and he died. Oh. Okay, and so that was the first recorded uh, use of it. In H.G. Wells' book, The Invisible Man, which was published in 1897, so there there is a mention of uh, what's known as an inclined strong, which is a form of a, a zip line. Oh. Okay. There, you know, nowadays it's it's as we said it's it's used either for fun or or to uh, you know they have it in children's playgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Now, what do you think the uh, the longest zip line uh, is? Like how how far do you think the longest zip line would be? Quarter mile. And where is it? Quarter mile. And Peru. Okay, it's in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Okay, where this it spans nine thousand two hundred and ninety-one feet. Ooh, that's okay. So that's that's like two miles. Yeah, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, that's that, that's pretty amazing. Horrifying. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Now, now apparently there was a helicopter that crashed uh, when it clipped one of the those cables. In uh, the end of 2018, and in Augusta 139 was was uh, it, it was a helicopter. It crashed, you know, when it when it hit that. Wow! So, so it yeah, hit the zip line. It. Yeah. Were people on it? I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know. But it, it killed everyone who was on board the helicopter. Jesus, please. So that I don't know. Okay, now where is the steepest zip line? The steepest zip, zip line. I'm going to say. Peru. Um, it is in Slovenia. Oh. Okay. It is 566 meters, which is uh, almost 1900 feet long. Jeez. And it's steep. And it has a, it has a 663 foot drop. No, it doesn't. That's crazy. Yes, that, that, that's what it's got. That's what it says here. Maniac. All right, get me out of here. All right, here. here all right, here's another one. That, who? What is the oldest person to ever be recorded using a zipline? 106. Bingo. You got that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's yes. there's a man, a British man named Jack Reynolds who became the oldest person to ride a zipline on his 106th birthday on the 6th of April, 2018. I want everyone to wow, know, that, that, we're on camera. I did not look anything up during that. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. You, you, that, was, that was a great, great guess. Ah, I was horrifyingly right. wrong every, everywhere else, but I got yes. that one right. Okay. Now, the, the final question. What is the highest altitude zipline? Um, highest altitude. It's in Peru. No, it's in France. Ah. It's in France. It's it and it's ten thousand six hundred feet. Seriously, that that's just 
Amazing. So we're, we're talking about zip lines and, and so what are, can you name some of your favorite movies, movies. zip lines? Can you think of any favorite Does movies? It, zip lines? Uh, I'm going to type this in cause I can't think of something right now. Uh, long kiss. Good night. Does that have a movie zip line? Zip line. Um, I I actually think it. Well, it sort of does. You can sort of call it a zip movies. Line. Let me see. Um, ten ziplining scenes and mo- watch Mojo has that. Oh, Rush Hour Two has a zipline. Let's see. Cable. Back to the Future. Oh goodness. Most pot. Wait. I- Goonies has zip. Wait. Oh, Batman uses a lot of ziplines, doesn't? He shoots things into a building. Right. Okay. Uh, that's, that's zip. I'm going to ColoradoZipline.net, and I'm gonna see what they say. Back to the Future. Oh, they're gonna make me click for each one. Yeah. No. No. There's only one there. There's there's three on oh. the same on the same page. I I, uh, I got to that same page. Um. You know what? No. Star Wars. They have they he she grabs onto them and then they swing across. Wait. Ten, right. zip, ten extreme ziplining scenes in movies? Wait, Snake Eyes has one? Oh, you know what? And Snake Eyes, or the G.I. Joe 2, doesn't Snake Eyes fight on a mountain and he like ziplines down and then he cuts it? Yes, I'm going to do does. that one. That's that's Because I, I remember that one. That one's pretty cool. Okay, so my, my favorite is, is the one from Back to the Future. I think that's a great zipline where Doc uses it to, to get down in order to to put the cables together. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, how he does. It. And also, oh wait, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, Ghost it's, Protocol. It's has a great one with Tom Cruise when he zip lines down from the prison. Yeah, that one's really good. Mm-hmm. That's right. And obviously, obviously, in the Dark Knight, they have some great zip line shots in the first moments of the oh, movie. Oh wait, I'm calling it. You know when they're when they're Girl's getting ready trip. for the heist. Girls trip. Now get stuck on a zip line and pees. Okay, there you go. Um, Air Force One has oh. a great uh, zip line and shot. Cliffhanger too, doesn't it? And that I was just about to say, and they do the same idea in Cliffhanger, where it's a zipline between planes, which is really oh cool. no, Waterworld. That's got to yes. be the like Waterworld. Water. I'm saying Waterworld. That's mm-hmm. it. They're all coming to me now. They're flooding to my. They're ziplining into right. my brain. So I'm gonna say Waterworld. Waterworld has the best zipline scene, and then Girls Trip. Yeah, but there's also, uh, you know, the comedy in Grown Ups. There was one where with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi has a zipline scene? Oh, yes. oh here, hold up. Steve Buscemi zipline. Right, yeah, that, that's number one then. Anything with Steve Buscemi on a zipline. <laughs> I'm an animal? <laughs> what does he do? And he ends up hanging upside down because <laughs> he gets caught on it throughout the whole thing. <laughs> All right, that's my new number one. He's wearing a tank top, too. Oh, and then he's in a full body cast later. (laughs) Yep, I'm doing that. Yeah. All right, great. So what what John does here at this point is is amazing. He just forgets about Carl. He jumps to the ground, grabs the gun, and, you know, just just runs. Just runs. (laughs) You know, and he starts – he just runs, just, uh, you know – Climbs up the the, the the stairs, and and as he's doing that, the the shot changes, and we we see the helicopters once again coming coming in from the distance. You know, obviously he picks up the gun, and what I like when when John picks up the gun, he also puts he he checks the clip and then puts it back in. 
you know, which which we need pro, for later. Move. And then they they that's right. And then we see Carl, you know, hanging with his you know tongue out of his mouth. You know, he looks like he's been uh, yeah. completely hanged. And then the shot changes, and we see Powell and Robinson and uh, uh, oh, and and the young cop who later on will be will be in yeah. Die Hard Three also. You know, played by Anthony Peck. And Robinson finally says something in this movie that we can actually agree with, where he goes, "I don't like this, Sarge." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took him it took him this long to finally figure out that yeah. something's wrong here. You know, then we see the helicopters once again flying really, really low through. I mean, they look at they they go over this 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 little yeah. uh, water fountain, and they they get really, really close. And then we, we get a shot inside of of the of the helicopter where Big Johnson starts screaming, woohoo, just like Saigon, hey, slick. And, you know, little Johnson smiles and turns to him and goes, I was in junior high. Classic. (laughs) They wouldn't hear him, but still, it's a wonderful line. Yeah, for sure. Because he doesn't have his microphone. You wouldn't have heard him either (laughs) in that helicopter, but it's still a great line. Well, he was screaming. It's Come still on, a he's screaming. Line. I would hate to be called slick, though. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Do Do you know what the phrase "slick" means when you're calling someone in that in that way? I feel like it's quite derogatory. Okay, it's it's a sarcastic term to describe a yeah. really stupid person. It's 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 someone who's dumb, an idiot, a moron, dumbass, not very bright, low IQ. Dummy, embarrassment, something you don't want to be called. A way to insult someone's intelligence is to call them slick. You know, but but yeah. the retort is great. The way that he says, I was a junior Everyone high. Everyone has retorts. Kid. But yeah, I mean, whenever someone calls me chief or bud or pal, I just don't like it because it, it's never. I know some people who say bud earnestly. Hey, bud. Like they mean it as, uh, hey, we're buds. But for the most part, I, I don't like right. it. I don't like it. I'm not going to like Dane Cook. Like, hey, what's up, chief? Like, I, I won't respond like that, but I still don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Right. It's true. And uh, that that's the way this minute ends. And so do you have anything else you want to say before we get into the script? No. I just, what a great scene. And I love that fountain shot. They are so low. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, let me look at this real quick. Yeah. I feel like when they're going, I feel like that might be a puppet. Wait, let me look real quick. Let me, let me get eyeballs on this. What second am I looking at? At second. Where? Let's see. At the one minute mark. No, those are real guys. That guy looked kind of fake there. No, those are real guys. And they're right there when the helicopters go for them. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those are real actors. Yeah. Those are the been, PAs you were talking about. Making sure that. Uh... Yeah, yeah, we, we got Sergeant Frick over there. Ah, the roses. <laughs> I, I have a bullet in my leg right now. I wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, but you've healed already. You know, they they put, yeah, they, they put a magic band like uh, in Scream good. when they put blankets on them. That's like they're imag- they're healthy automatically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. So the, the the script has a few little minor things, nothing major. But the first thing is is that after Hans says to her, "and you should you should be more polite," mm-hmm. he slaps her, oh, and they, they they cut that out obviously. 
And then the the fight between John and Carl is described in, in somewhat detail here at this point. It says, Carl drives McLean back with a sweeping head kick. Another one, McLean is staggering. He gets in one hard punch, and then Carl charges at him. McLean falls backwards, drives his legs upwards, propelling Carl into the air. Carl goes into a loop of chain hanging over a turbine, becomes entangled. McLean jumps to his feet, yanks the other end of the chain. Carl is jerked upward by the neck. He twitches like a captured fish starts to turn blue. McLean twists the chain end around a pipe as Carl stills. McLean snatches up his Beretta from the floor and runs out. And then instead of there being any dialogue from Robinson, it says uh, Powell and Robinson follow the, the helicopters with their eyes for once sharing the same opinion. That's all it hmm. says. You know, it doesn't uh, doesn't go into any detail about that. And and then the final thing that they say here is when the two of them are in the helicopter, so Big Johnson slaps the shoulder of the pilot, and then he says, just like Saigon, eh, Wally? And Pilot goes, my kind of town. So obviously it's much better, the the reaction between, you know, Big Johnson and Little Johnson. Oh, the way, way better. The, the movie shows it than what they did did, did it. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I, I always wonder in these type of things, is it something that they improvised at the, on the spot? Or is it something, you know, that, that someone thought up on, on the spot and said, hey, yeah, why don't you try gotta this? It's got to be like a Steven D'Souza punch-up on set, right? Because they were changing it as they wrote. And then they were like, give me, a, give, me an old, yeah. give me an old read. And then they came up with that one. That seems what it is. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Could be. All right. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Holiday Edition, where my guests will give a little... A uh, short story anecdote about some sort of adventure that has happened to them over the course of their lives that's somehow related to a holiday. So you have another story for yeah. us, Mark? Um, man. So adventure. I remember one Halloween. I, I was thinking of a few. For some reason, Halloweens haven't always been too crazy for me. But I was thinking about one Halloween when, since it's a holiday, right? We, my friend and I, Dave. We were big fans Halloween of Brandos, so we bought these really cheap, cheap tracksuits, and we bought fingerless gloves. We picked up a bunch of boxes, empty boxes, and we had some golf clubs. And so we just went around for two an entire weekend of Halloween parties, going to party to party, trying to sell people off the back of trucks, like taking beers from people's. Like it was just, it, we, we got so into character those two nights. Like we became like Sopranos characters, slicked our hairs back. And just, but the, like we were, I can't ever remember a time that I was ever more in character. Like I was just, I was in character all night, like two nights in a row. We just went out looking like Sopranos guys, Friday and Saturday, like probably went to 10 parties, just walking through causing, causing chaos in each, Oh wow! you know, trying to like muscle people's beers out of their hands, not paying for anything. Like I, it was, it was, it was like, it's the only time you could ever fully get into character. And then we did it. Like we were just like, Hey, Oh, Oh, got stuff the back of a truck. Like I just, it was odd. I was, I wonder what people thought about me, but for an entire weekend, I was a Sopranos character. That was cool. Fully committed. That sounds really cool. You're always fully committed, Mark. We know that. <laughs> All right. Do you want to once again, yeah. tell people how they can get in touch with Mark Hoffmeyer? Yeah, movie films and flicks, movie films and FLIX. Go to check out the podcast, the website, go to Deep Blue Sea the Pod, go to Con Air the Podcast. Yeah, you can find got find me anywhere. Look All behind right. you. I'm there. there. Oh, 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 I should be scared. <laughs> you're, you're behind me. Hey. You're five thousand miles away and you're behind me. 
Imagine that. Man, seriously. <laughs> How'd you do that, David Blaine? <laughs> All right, and finding me, is very, videos. finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, or you can go directly to my website, movearoundminute.com. So, Mark, you feel like coming back again tomorrow to talk about this movie uh, one more time? Any, any, this has been any, any, any chance of that happening? I've loved all the series we've done together, but this one's flown by. These episodes have flown by like the helicopters in this. So, yes, I can't wait. I can't wait to come back and talk more Die Hard. It'll be great. All right. Just, just, uh, you know, just make sure you, you know where the vault is. <laughs> all right. You, you keep that in mind till tomorrow. Find a vault. Where's the Will vault? Do. Where's the vault? All right. So until tomorrow, yippee ki yay. Yippee ki yay.